Hey, kids, how would you like to hear this on the screen instead of the great show you came to see? That's what you sound like. Honest. Please cooperate and do your part in keeping this theater quiet so everyone, including you, can enjoy it. I remember lots of adults and kids, too, paid admission to enjoy the show. We must insist on absolute quiet. Welcome to Regal Entertainment. Refreshments are available in the lobby. And please, keep our theater clean by disposing of trash in specified containers. And remember, gift certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Mornings with Ken. Thanks for stopping by. Go grab your cup of coffee and your virtual donut and join us here at the table. Today I have, as promised, I promised you a special show. And today's the day. I have my daughter, Caitlin, and my son-in-law, Nigel Durfler, here with us. And we're going to talk about our favorite movie quotes. So go get ready. Go get that hot cup of coffee. Put some cream in it. Grab a couple donuts. And we'll be right back. starts in eight minutes. Yum, yum. It's time for a tasty and refreshing snack. Whoa, 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 whoa. The show does not start eight minutes. The show is starting now. But first, the weather report. Today's high, 59 degrees. Today's low, 44 degrees. So go get your snack and come right back for the show. guys welcome back in i hope you got your coffee and your donut so we're back and i am happy to have uh my son-in-law nigel here today and my daughter caitlin dorfler they're from i'm borrowing them today from um, their own podcast that they have called bad movie date night where they uh discuss uh bad movies well i'll let my son-in-law nigel explain it to you i don't know if there's much more to explain (laughs) when we talk about bad movies we like to talk about dating sometimes, but it yeah. seems like a cliff note more often than not. So, is yep. it is it always going to be bad movies? Will you guys ever do a serious review again? Maybe for like an April Fool's joke. Oh, or something. but oh. no, it's always bad movies. Have you guys ever agreed on the worst of the worst bad movie? Nothing's well, killing. No. <laughs> no. Well, we have our definitive bad movie date night ranking list that we try to compile. Ah. And it's usually a little bit of a compromise for where we think a movie falls in our list. It's a very subjective list, but... (laughs) 
But we always agree with number one. Oh, yeah. Well, so did you guys talk about that on your show before, the, the number one? Maybe we should just tell people they got to they gotta tune in to hear that. Yeah. Or just go check out the list because it was our first episode and, and it, it wasn't, was wasn't not great. great. <laughs> but it's a great movie, so they should at least watch the movie. Yeah. So it's Bad Movie Date Night. Mm-hmm. And it's available on anywhere you get your podcast from, right? Literally anywhere you get a podcast. Ah, cool, cool. So we're going to kick it off. Like say, today's show, as I promised you, a special show. I'm, I'm blessed to have my daughter and son-in-law here. And we're going to talk about either some of the funniest quotes that we like or serious quotes or just quotes from movies that, that we like. So I'm going to kick it off with you, Katie, first. So... All Start right. us off. I feel like it's going to be a real downer, but my favorite quote from any movie of all time is from A Serious Man, which is a great movie. And the quote is, receive with simplicity everything that happens to you. Repeat that again. Receive with simplicity everything that happens to you. From The Serious Man. I think you guys recommended that movie to me. If you watched it. Yes. Did you did you watch it? The Serious Man. Yeah, I'm pretty it's sure you watched it. Yeah, it's, it is a very depressing. It's movie, a very I depressing. <laughs> Everything bad happens. Yeah, it's like the Coen Brothers' take on Job, the Book of Job. Oh yeah, I do remember seeing that. So you highly recommend that movie then? Oh yeah, for sure. Who's the main actor in that one? Michael Stuhlberg. Michael Stuhlberg. Is he the guy with the big eyebrows? No, that's um. <laughs> I mean, he has he big, has big eyebrows. eyebrows. Bob, think of somebody else. He is also in that movie. What's his name? No. No. You're thinking of Eugene Levy. Yes. Yes. Oh. Okay. With the big eyebrows. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, so why why do you why do you like that quote or? Uh, because I think that it has a perfect meaning of how we should accept life. Just like receiving with simplicity everything that happens to you and i like that it says happens to you because it kind of like you have no control it's just things happen to you and you're just supposed to receive it and how are you supposed to receive it with simplicity so you're just supposed to take what life gives you and it's kind of like a depressing but realistic look on life that's why I like the movie so well. Right? Because it fits my personality. Right? <laughs> it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm going to have to rewatch that, that movie all over again. Um, that uh, sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you got, Nigel? I'm getting in before Caitlin can say this one. What? Ah. Well, I don't know if you picked this one or not. But okay. this is arguably, in my opinion... I didn't pick, like, any serious quotes, by the way. <laughs> we have a very different list. I wanted to make an entire list of quotes where they say the title of the movie in the quote. But the more I, fa- more I found, the less, like, I wanted to do that. But anyways, this, I think, is arguably the funniest quote in all of movie history. It's from Dr. Strangelove. Uh, when he says, gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great quote. That is a great that, I, oh, I gotta go watch that again, too. That is a, that is a funny movie. Mm-hmm. Is that where, or am I thinking of a different movie, where at the end, the, the, the guy with the cowboy hat is riding the missile 
Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a funny line. That is a funny line. Gentlemen, you can't find it here. It's a war, <laughs> war. Oh, hi. That is so funny. That is a good one. Do you want to explain why it's so funny? <laughs> <laughs> Does it have? Does it need an explanation? I asked him earlier. I was like, why is that your favorite quote? And then he explained it to me. It's just, it's so funny. Ironic, they're, right? Or, yeah, it's, it's ironic. They're in the war room, the room in which they're waging war with Russia, and he tells them they can't fight in there. And... Who, again, we're we're getting off tar- target here, but who was like some some of the actors in that movie? Uh, Peter Sellers played three different characters in it. Oh, that's right. George C. Scott, Slim Pickens, Peter Bull, James Earl Jones is in that. Was the guy from Airplane in there? The kind of like uh, very usually plays a very serious character. Well, in Airplane, he didn't though. Um, he was the one trying to tell them how to bring the plane down. Mm, let me look it up real quick. Yeah, but but some reason I have him pictured being in the movie, but uh, I could be wrong um, because there's a lot of actors from that era that played in a lot of different different movies. But that that at any rate, that is a, that is a funny quote. That's a good movie. People ought to see that. Mm-hmm. It's. I have a hard time deciding if that's my favorite comedy of all time or not oh. with another movie that's on my well, list. Well, it can't get any better than Monty Python, right? That's He's got to have some of the funniest movies. I but, uh, love Monty Python. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but they're not on my top five. <laughs> all right. Top five, all right. Yeah. No? Okay. All right. Well, I think... I I'll, Let's go with mine here. Let's... Uh, and I chose, see, I might have a mo- quotes from the same movie, so we'll see how this goes. But I'm a Godfather fan, if you, if you guys ever, you guys know that. But one of my favorite quotes from The Godfather is, leave the gun, but take the cannoli. <laughs> I have not <laughs> seen that movie. See, now, see now, I don't want to ruin it for you. I'm sure the listeners have seen that scene a million times. But, so I can't give you any spoilers, but basically, the mob guys had just killed somebody. Mm-hmm. And he's laying dead in the front passenger seat. And the two guys that killed him mm-hmm. get out of the car. They're just going to abandon the car at the scene. But they, put, they left the gun in the car and a cannoli. Mm-hmm. Well, the big heavy set, I think his name in the movie was Peter Comenza. Well, the skinny guy asked the big guy... What should we do? He goes, leave the gun, take the cannoli. To me, even though it's a very serious, violent movie, that is like the best, one of the best lines in the movie. Ah, leave the gun, take the cannoli. I mean, I take the cannoli. I take the cannoli. <laughs> right? right? We don't, what do we need the gun for? Even though it has fingerprints and evidence on it, but uh, we need the cannoli. <laughs> so, Have you had a cannoli? Because they would be worth But why not it. take both? Right. <laughs> Why not take both? If you have time to grab one, you should have time to grab You're going to leave the murder weapon, but you're going to take the cannoli. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, The Godfather has few funny moments in it. But I wouldn't say it's funny. It's just funny. It's just uh, interesting. Line. Interesting line. So, <laughs> oh, man. You guys got to put that on your list to watch before you die. Movies to watch before you die. 
It's like the top of my list. I just never get around to it because we're watching so many bad movies. Yeah. One and two, Godfather one and two, they just classic. Three, not not a huge fan of three. How well, many are there? There's three. three. There's three. Francis Ford Coppola has a new edit of three coming out hmm. soon. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, one and two, boy. If That's one of those movies that if it's on TV and I'm just flipping through the channels, I have to stop and watch. Really? Yeah. Hey, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do another show about movies that you have to stop and watch if it's on. That, that sounds like a whole yeah, other show. Yeah, but nobody has like um, TV anymore. I know. You stream everything. Right. So I pick what I want to watch. That's true. We're in a streaming world. Right. Do people even buy DVDs anymore? No. I know Nigel I mean, does. Blu-ray. Blu-rays. Well, Blu-rays. 4K. Yeah. yeah, but I like having physical media. Oh, yeah. No, that's... I mean, it's the only way to watch anything anymore. I feel like I sound like a vinyl snob right now. <laughs> well, wait, so you would you would rather have the 4K video than streaming it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So I, got, I thought you guys were all about stream. I knew you collected... I thought you were just collecting movies that you really liked a lot. Mm. Oh. If I could, we we used to still get the Netflix DVDs, like with the Blu-ray discs, because it's well, they have a bigger library than the streaming, but it's just better quality all around. Hmm. Now I digress, and this is, we're getting off topic. But <laughs> why is Redbox still around? Like who's <laughs> who's, who's that person Redbox? going to Redbox? His family. My family, <laughs> uh, yeah. people who don't have good internet. <laughs> I guess, I guess. I guess. Uh, well, let's take a short break and we'll come back and we'll do another round. All right. All righty. Hey, welcome back. Did you guys warm up your cup of coffee? You put a little extra coffee in there, warm it up, put some cream in there. I try to get Nigel and Katie to put cream in their coffee, but they're not having any of that. That's disgusting. I think they're coffee snobs, but... Oh, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, throw some cream in there, liven it up once no. in a while. No. You guys don't even do, like, pumpkin spice, do you? No. No? no. Only when we visit my grandparents, because their coffee is awful. <laughs> like, you spice it up with some vodka or anything? <laughs> no. Maybe some Baileys. I'll do Baileys sometimes. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, hope you guys are getting your second cup of coffee or another donut. But, uh, hey, you are listening to Mornings with Ken. Heard Monday through Friday at 5.45 a.m. And sometimes a Saturday show. And uh, you can always tune in for Sunday School with Ken on Sundays. So, but, hey, thanks for stopping by. We're back, and we're talking about um, some of our favorite movie quotes or quotes that we think are odd or interesting so that's what we're talking about. And Katie and Nigel have their own show, um, once again, called Bad Movie Date Night. And you can hear them on any podcasting source. So check them out. They're, it's a great show. So, all right, Katie, we're back to you. All right. My second quote is also from a serious man because it is a great movie. Um, and this one is said by the main character of the film. He is a college professor and he says the uncertainty principle it proves we can't ever really know what's going on so it shouldn't bother you not being able to figure anything out although you will be responsible for this on the midterm 
You will be responsible. <laughs> Wait, you can't figure anything right. out, but you're going to be responsible on the midterm? I don't even understand that quote, like at the whole thing. I like it because he's talking about the uncertainty principle, and it goes into this whole thing with Schroden- Schrodinger's cat. Um, but it basically, it ends up proving that we can't ever really know what's going on. In life, in general, we can't ever really know what is going on, which is kind of like him commenting on his life during this film. So it also, so because we can't ever really know what's going on, it shouldn't bother you because we can't ever really know. So it's basically saying whatever happens to you in life happens and it shouldn't bother you because we have no control over it. Is it taking it deeper or am I taking it too deep? Like him saying that... You don't know what exists except for yourself. Who said that? Was this, who is the famous guy who said that? You don't. You, nothing is certain but yourself. I don't know. Some philosopher Aslan? said that. Um, I mean, was, I feel or, like that's 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 what he's saying essentially. Or he's just saying life in general is uncertain. I think we can't. Well, I think both. I think. You can't be certain for anything other than yourself, but I also think he's saying we can never really know what's going on in life. Things just happen to us again, kind of bringing it like Ooh. full circle with the other quote. That's yeah, I'm a- noticing a trend in your quotes. They're depressing. Well, <laughs> that you can't know anything for certain in life, and yeah. you just got to accept it. Right. So basic fatalism, like yeah, just accept things as they are. Yeah. See, I'm very um, jaded personality dad, and uh, where do you think that comes from? <laughs> Your mom? No, no. <laughs> that would, no. The glass is always wow. half empty. Right. I mean, because here's why the glass is always half empty. Because you have to assume at one time it was, <laughs> it was full. full. So, so it has it, to be like So now if you've been drinking it, it's half empty. Right. Because it was, there was, once was, now there is no longer. Right. <laughs> Unless you decide that you don't want a full glass of, say, morning orange juice, and you purposefully fill yourself half of a cup. Ooh. Is it the cup or the amount of liquid it's in? If it's I pour, the cup. But what if I only pour a quarter of a cup in there, and I drink an ounce still of it? It's still half empty. Right. It's still half empty. Right. It's the cup. No, it's the amount of liquid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, But I'm saying, like, the cup well, I think shows that's the what point. it should be. You're either looking at the cup or what's in the cup. But I look at what it should be. Like, it should be full, but it's not. Yeah, but, like... <laughs> so it's empty. Yeah, but, like, whatever you put in the cup is what you put in the cup. Yes, but then that makes it happy. And I don't like happy things. Oh, okay. So just... <laughs> So, just accept it is what it is. Basically. That's pretty much what this whole movie talks about. Just accept it. We have no control over anything, so just accept it. Yeah, you know, I really, I'm looking forward to watching that movie again. It's so good. The Serious Man. It's so good. Who's the director in that? The Coen, Coen Brothers. Brothers. Oh, the Coen, I you said the that, Coen right? the Coen Brothers. They made some good movies. Mm-hmm. So, uh. that's my depressing quote. Okay, let's see if, if Nigel has anything uplifting. <laughs> I told you, I didn't pick any serious quotes. <laughs> he uh, needed to balance me out. Yeah, so this quote, we actually did 
this movie on our podcast, uh, and it's probably the best title drop in a movie ever. Uh, so the movie's called Death Stalker 2. <laughs> it's one of those old, not old, but it's like a Roger Corman sword and sandals wizarding <laughs> type thing. It's bad. It's terrible. Uh, but at the end, at the beginning of the movie, the titular Death Stalker is stealing this jewel from this witch, and like right before the titles come in, the witch goes, "I'll have my revenge," and Death Stalker too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that that is that's a classic, right? I mean, not only do they say the t- the name of the title, but, but they the also get like two, like they also say it's the second one in the title. Oh, so it's not only T O O, but it's also the number two, right. right? Oh, that's classic. You gotta love any movie that names itself in the movie. Yeah, oh, gosh. That, it's like that uh, that Family Guy clip where he's watching the movies and. Uh, it's Superman 4, and he goes, I guess that's why I have to become Superman 4, the quest for peace. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's classic. That's classic. Well, I'm looking at my list here, and, man, I I must really love these movies because they all, I only have a, they're all from, like, three different movies. So, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to skip down on my list to number nine. And it's from Monty Python. You can't go wrong there. Dad, I'm, if you have the same quote as me, I'm going to be mad. I also have All one right. for my I don't Python. think you're going to have this one. Okay. Because I think I might the only be the one that really finds this hilariously funny. I don't know. Okay, okay. Um, he goes, but I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I like that line. <laughs> that's good. When they're carrying, that's not what I have, but they're carrying the line. dead bodies out on the cart, and, and that guy's laying on the <laughs> cart. And, <laughs> but I'm not dead yet. Then he takes the when he takes a club, yeah, and hits him, in, <laughs> hits him in the head. Oh, Monty that's Python, you gotta love. It. Like you can quote so many different quotes from that movie. Mm-hmm. There's so many good quotes from any Monty Python movie. I was going I think I was going to say the one that you were going to say but I skipped over it just in See. case you chose that one. Okay. Well there's so many to choose from. There's so many. Any line really. Any line in that movie. Yeah. Well, okay, well I'll throw it back to you then. What you what do you got? All right. Uh, my next one is from one of my favorite movies of all time, Back to the Future. And uh, this is from the first one when Marty is in the diner. Um he's he just got sent back to the future. He goes into the diner. To, to the past. Or to, Gosh. sorry. <laughs> back wait, to are we the talking future. about, wait, one or Ooh, two? The first, the first one? one? The first, first one. one, okay. He just got sent back to the past, and he goes into the diner to, um, he's essentially looking to locate where Doc is, so he goes in there to use the payphone, and the owner, the shop owner, Lou, goes, you gonna order something, kid? And Marty says, uh, yeah, give me a tab. Tab? I can't get you a tab unless you order something. Right. Give me a Pepsi free. If you want a Pepsi, pal, you're going to pay for it. <laughs> and I just think that was, I like a good wordplay, so that's so clever. And that joke aged well, I feel like. Like, I mean, I, I don't Do we still have tabs? Uh, I don't. It, 
I don't know. I see it randomly places. Yeah. I'm like, they like, still But make you that? know enough of like what it is. At least I did watching yeah. that movie. And then I know what like Pepsi Free used to be a brand of like Pepsi. So I knew enough of that. But it's just really clever word place. <laughs> I that just is, love that. that line. It gets me every time. No matter how many times <laughs> I watch that movie, I listen to that line. I just start laughing. It's so funny. <laughs> that is. That's that's a good one. And wasn't the 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 future mayor mm-hmm. is the janitor? The janitor uh-huh. sweeping up, sweeping mayor. up. The, mayor. the future Goldie mayor. Goldie Wilson. That you know what? Those three movies though. Was it three or four? Three. Three. Yeah. Yeah, they're from uh, phenomenal. I mean, right. they, did the same director direct all three? Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's those are the ones that's going to go down like in Americana history. They have to. They're right? so good. I mean, but could you imagine if um, Eric Schultz, Eric Stoltz. Stoltz, if Eric Stoltz played Marty McFly instead of Michael J. Fox? We know who's very he because I'm not familiar with him. He was. Keep talking. Um, I'm not sure what he's in, but he he. Basically, he wanted to take Back to the Future in, in a different direction. He thought it was a very creepy, sad movie. Oh. And so he had a very different take on Wait, it. Wait, the director or the actor? No, the actor. The actor who was going to play Martin McFly was oh like, what, why is this teenager friends with this scientist? Like, there's something wrong with him. And he had, like, a very, like, gloom and doom outlook on it. And he... He he took it too seriously. Yeah, too seriously. Like, like and, he didn't have any fun with it. And they filmed like the almost the entire movie with him before Michael J. Fox was able to get off of what was he in? Family Ties. I was going to say oh. Growing Pains. No, Family Ties. That's a uh, Kirk Cameron. Uh, Eric Stoltz is just kind of one of those guys that you know from like weird stuff. Rant, like he's never been an A actor, kind of like a B actor. Right. Like he was in Anaconda. He oh, had a wow. small role in Pulp Fiction. I think oh, he wow. was Lance in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, he played Lance, the drug dealer guy. Oh, wow. Um, let's see if I can find a good picture of him. Yeah, because that, I mean, that would really... It, it would change the whole course of yeah, the movie. Yeah, that would have, it would have flopped. Like, yeah. I, I don't think it would have been good. Yeah. How do you read that script? Like, certainly somebody had to give him the script uh-huh. and and say, okay, here's the script. How do you turn that script from a, a kind of lighthearted, funny movie to dark? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you got a script in front, of, in front of you. Right. Like, but, but now, Katie, do you think one and two, mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But three, kind so of So, three is not my favorite, but... I think that it is still a good movie, and it and the three of them play well together. Like what Back to the Future does so cleverly is it takes something from the first one and builds on it in the second one, and then takes something from the second and builds on it in the third. So that, like everything's actually like interwebbed and connected. So I think it all works together well, but it's not my favorite of the trilogy. Yeah, it literally goes from good to worse. Well, one, one two, and two three. are tied for me. Oh, yeah, two is great. You can I love that. two. Yeah, two is. I, I agree. Three is like, I put one and two tied in first place and three is in second place. Could they ever redo that movie? No. They should not touch those movies Mm-mm. ever. They're untouchable. 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 Because you can't have people like Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox. We were talking about this. We just saw the first one in theaters recently. And... 
you can't have okay that that clock tower scene at the end of the first one where he has to go he has to be in the car get up to 88 miles an hour right when that lightning bolt hits to get back every time it gives me anxiety every time <laughs> and i know the end of the movie but every time and it's just well it's cleverly filmed for one um there's the music is perfect for that but then like you can't have an actor like Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox pull something like that off. They're the only two that can do I mean, it. It was, it was a perfect storm of actors, directors, producers, all at one time. Music I mean, composers. Just swapping out Michael J. Fox with Eric Stoltz would have that pro- movie probably would not have been as successful as it is. Christopher, no one else could be Doc Brown. That's no. Christopher Lloyd. No, right, right. So, yeah, I think we agree. That's an untouchable. Untouchable. You don't redo that. No. And what were we watching? Where they were talking about Back to the Future, and they're like, "This is essentially a movie full of character actors. Like, there's not. Oh yeah. No yeah. one in that movie was really ever like a lead role prior to that. That's true. Of course, Christopher Lloyd came from Taxi. Mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox from uh, Family Ties. Family Ties. Yeah. And. Uh, Crispin Glover was pretty much unknown at that point. Like, I think whatever we were watching said that Leah Thompson was, like, the most famous person in that cast. She was, yeah, she wasn't, well. She was in some movie right yeah. before it. Yeah, yeah. That did well or something, but. Yeah, really, there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know what? I know we're getting off topic. It's okay. But it is okay. It's my show, right? <laughs> I can do what I want. But the the guy who played... Um, the father McFly. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Christopher Glover. Christopher Glover. Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. I meant to say Crispin. I liked him in the remake of. Oh, what was it called? Was it called? Are you gonna say Willard? Yes. <laughs> yes, Willard. How did you know that? I, I just knew that that was like. Yeah. How many movies is he in? That I don't know. yeah, he's not in a whole lot. I I mean, now I'm the, I like the original Willard the best. But I thought, what, you know, I, I'm okay, I'll, I'll take that back. I won't say that I really like that movie, like, oh, it's a great movie. I like the casting of him as in that movie, mm. I should say. He, what a great, what a great cra- casting role, because kind of creepy, you know, kind of creepy yeah. looking. He is a creepy person. He's odd and mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that was a good cast. I wouldn't say the movie was, like, great, but I think the casting of him in that movie. Mm-hmm. But I do like the original uh, Willard. I thought the original Willard um, was really good. So I got all these movies I got I to gotta go back to watch. Right. But, hey, why don't we take another short break, and when we come back, we'll, we'll give it on to Nigel and see what he's got for us. So we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Welcome back again. And once again, I am joined today by my son-in-law, Nigel, and my daughter, Caitlin Dorfler, and they are from the podcast show, Bad Movie Date Night. So I'm borrowing them today, and we're talking about some of our favorite movie quotes. And we just got finished talking about Back to the Future, and I had a question for, for you guys. So, so could they do the movie with Michael J. Fox stop, with Parkinson's disease? <laughs> That's horrible. Is, is that inappropriate? It's inappropriate. He, I mean, what if they do a, a like he's number four and he's like the dad of a new kid that's no, going? No, first of all, they shouldn't do that. That's just a bad <laughs> movie idea. But he's he's still great. I love him. Michael I do. J. Fox show. 
You watch it? No, but but I love Michael J. Fox. I like Michael J. Fox. There's a great episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Michael J. Fox lives in the apartment. Oh yeah. Is it Larry David? Larry David, yeah. And uh, he he does something to make Michael J. Fox mad and then starts accusing him of like stomping around and making all this noise. And Michael J. Fox is like, sorry, it's my Parkinson's. Like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. So what what is he doing? Did you say he had a show? Now? He, no, he oh, did. Uh, it, it was canceled, but uh, I liked it when it was on. He t- He took over a spot on a TV show. Or did he step down? He was like uh, the a mayor's um, PR director. It was like back in the 2000s, I think. And then he was... I thought he did a, a sitcom that didn't last that long. Well, he wasn't his sitcom that didn't last that long, but like Michael J. Fox, I think. Spin City? Spin City, yeah, yeah. I think that's either when he started really getting bad with his Parkinson's disease. That was on from 96 to 02. But I think he stepped down and then they replaced him with another uh, another actor. I see. That, uh, well, that's sad. He's very yeah. talented. Yeah, we all, love, we all love him. Yeah. And look, it's got Richard Kind in it. Oh, I like and that. And Charlie Sheen. and Richard Kind is in a Serious Man. Barry Bostwick. Yeah, poor uh, Michael, Michael J. Fox. Oh, we love him. Yeah. We should watch this. I'd watch it. Yeah, we should watch that. Spin City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's okay. a I he's one of those guys no one could hate Michael J. Fox, no. right? How do you hate Michael J. Fox? You can't. He he never gets into politics that I that I've ever heard of. Right. And he's just that all American good guy type mm-hmm. guy. You can't you can't hate on Michael J. Fox. No. So he's a good actor too. Oh, have you ever seen the Frighteners? Yes, I think I have seen The oh. Frighteners. Mike is Peter Jackson's best movie hmm. with Michael J. Fox. Oh. If you haven't seen it, you know what? Maybe I'm thinking of Fright Night. I don't think I see Frighteners. I've seen Fright Night. He, Frighteners is great. He plays this, uh, this like, basically because of his accident, he can see and talk to ghosts, and he becomes like a paranormal investigator like not an investigator uh like, like a psychic exorcist or something yeah. like that and he gets his ghost buddies to go haunt these houses and then he like <laughs> leaves his card somewhere where they can find it and then you know he's a con man it's funny it's great it's a really good like comedy <clears throat> i'll have to check that out. i'll put it on my my list add it to your list i will but uh well hey i think it's nigel's turn all right yeah, I feel obligated to jump into my Monty Python quote. All right. Um, my, okay, I don't like Holy Grail as much as everybody else does. Mine's but, not from Holy Grail. Yours isn't from, is yours from Life of Brian? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, no. I go back and forth on whether or not Life of Brian and Meaning of Life are my favorite from them. But I think... <laughs> you don't like them? No, no, no. I just, I love all of them, but... The meaning of life, that you know, it's it's that's a good that's your one. favorite. No, no, no. That one, it's a little risque. Of course, we all know that. But life for Brian, I don't want to ruin it. But that has some great quotes in it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know the the Holy Grail is this is my favorite. I guess it's the Holy Grail of their movies. It's, it's the, the Holy, Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yours is from Meaning of Life. The Meaning of Life. I like. When they get to the end of the movie, so like the whole movie, you know, they're doing all these sketches at different stages of life, and then at the end, they're like, oh, I guess we should talk about what the meaning of life is. 
And they say, well, it's nothing very special. Try and be nice to people. Avoid eating fat. Read a good book every now and then. Get some walking in. And try and live together in peace and harmony with people of all creeds and nations. And then it goes on to say, oh, yeah, now we're going to show you a bunch of pictures of male genitalia because (laughs) we need to create some controversy. (laughs) And that's all people want to see in movies anymore is like a bunch of filth. (laughs) That is funny. I forgot about that part. That is hilarious. That is, yeah, that is hilarious. Oh. Who, mini Python's hilarious. I mean, who wrote, did they have mini writers on those? Or is it just. I think it was just them. I mean, oh, really? Just like, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was the classic. I mean, classic. There's a great show on Netflix right now. It's like six episodes, five or six episodes, where it's like different modern comedians talking about what their favorite Monty Python sketch is. Mm. So you have like Jim Carrey, uh, Seth Green, I'm not, oh, Michael Myers was like in an episode. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Definitely yeah. worth watching. Have to check that out. I mean. So many great quotes from them. Some could people. could do a whole podcast just on oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and some people just are brilliant. Like I, I don't, I think they're just born that way. Mm-hmm. I think some people work to be funny, but some people are just, Born to be brilliant. Um, yeah. Well, man, we yeah, we could do Monty Python all, all day. Right. Well, I'm going to shake things up a little bit. Um, this one, I think, some people are going to think is strange because it's so plain. But this is from the movie 2001 The Space Odyssey. And the astronaut... Um, Bowman, he's outside. So set it up. He's outside the main uh, ship in a in a smaller pod, I guess, pod ship, and he's trying to get back into the ship. So um, Bowman says, "Open the pod bay door, Hal." And then Hal nine thousand says, "I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I cannot do that." I was going to ask you about that because you you talked about that quote on your podcast on Friday, I believe. I think and, I played a clip of it or something. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you why you liked it. I Be, mean, that whole movie is great. But. Yeah, you know, I I know it's kind of dry. I'll re, I'm going to read it again just so the listeners can remember what it said. Is um, so Bowman, the astronaut, he says, "Open the pod bay door, Hal," and then Hal responds, "The computer." I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. And I think what makes that quote stand out to me as when I first saw, I don't remember how old I was. I read the book in school. Mm-hmm. It's one of those times where you had to read a book. Like I wasn't a big book reader. You know, I went to public school. And <laughs> but it was like, hey, kid, you got to do a book report. <laughs> so you pick something. So I seen 2000, you know, I was in the dumb class. You guys wouldn't know what the dumb class is. But back back in the day, and we could call them the, the dumb class back then. No, I think they were called IRC, it's special reading, I don't know. But anyway, so they had all the books on the shelf. They said, Ken, you got to get your book report done. So I pulled out 2001 A Space Odyssey, and I started reading it, and, I, and it captured my attention. But um, then when a movie came out, I don't remember when I saw the movie, but to me, as a sci-fi lover... It was the first time 
a computer speaking back to a human, hmm. at least from what I saw that I remember watching movies. Mm-hmm. So it, to me, it was shocking because usually in, in space movies, you have the, the good guys versus the bad guys. Mm-hmm. But in this scenario, the computer is kind of like the villain. So I just thought that was, to me, it was shocking to see the villain be an actual electronic, you know, a computer. So I think that was a fascinating line to me. I I, I, I like that line, so it just sticks out to me. So that's cool. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, I, and I could pull. There's many other quotes out of there, but um, hey, what do you got for me, Katie? Um. All right. I'm going to do my Mighty Python quote. All right. All right. It's kind of long, but okay. Um, <clears throat> so this is from The Life of Brian. And um, it starts with, <laughs> it starts with, I want to be a woman. From now on, uh, I want you all to call me Loretta. And then the guys go, what? It's my right as a man. You want it to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It is every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to gestate? You going to keep it in a box? (laughs) Judith, I have an idea. Suppose um, you agree... Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans. (laughs) Not even the Romans. (laughs) But that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea. We shall fight for the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother, sister, sorry. (laughs) What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It's symbolic... Of our struggle against oppression. It's symbolic of his struggle against reality. <laughs> so basically, you like a whole movie scene. But it's the whole scene? I don't it's know. so funny. The, I think it's funny, too. It's like, <laughs> even the Romans. Right. It's Which like, is no fault of his own. Not even the Romans. Even the Romans. <laughs> it's just really You don't funny. have a womb. <laughs> Where's the fetus going to just it? Are you going to keep it in a box? Let's all agree. This is my favorite part, though. Let's all agree he has the right to have babies, even though he can't. It's just, it's just bonkers. Can you it's get not a the fault of the Romans? <laughs> it's not the fault of the Romans. Could you get away with that scene nope. remade today? <laughs> no. Right, right. It's politically incorrect. It's politically incorrect. Because, but yeah. it's, it's it's logical. It's logical. <laughs> it's it's, it's, so, well, it's, it's science. It's right, science, right? It's science. It's just science. It's, but it's hilarious because that is that scene makes me literally cry, and I like to rewind it, rewind it, and just watch it over and over again because it's so funny. It ties into a quote that I almost picked from Meaning of Life, where the woman gives birth at the beginning, and uh, he she says, "Is it a boy or a girl?" And the doctor says, "Well, it's a bit early to start imposing roles on it." Don't <laughs> oh. <you think?" laughs> How, you know, I don't remember the, the year that movie came out, but how, I mean, that was a movie beyond its time. I mean, it's so I mean, yeah, because now you, you, you can't. I mean, heaven forbid you say, um, 
Anything I just said. <laughs> yeah, anything, yeah, you can't say that old fat old thing is wiped out as being politically incorrect. Right. Science is politically incorrect. Right. I actually just have to beep out my whole quote because yes. it was inappropriate. I don't think I can air this podcast. Sorry. It's, it's going to be edited out now. I will get so letters funny. in the mail. and Edited for content. It comes out to 11 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, okay, I th- I'll make it better. I like in... Mighty Python Holy Grail, where they do the coconuts. Oh, the when coconuts. they're riding horses. That's another scene that I literally cry at because it's so funny. Because they're not riding horses, but they're making the sound. They're making it's the so sound. So funny. Okay. Oh, man. See, I thought you were going to pick from the life of Brian. But I don't know if this might be coming up. The, well, no, I'm, I don't I'm, have any more oh, from anymore. it. Well, the, the one where they're all on the crosses. <laughs> always look on the bright side of life. It's like, raise your hand. <laughs> They're nailed to the cross. None of nobody can raise their hand. <laughs> oh, that's 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 almost sacrilegious here. But that movie <laughs> ruined or made difficult a lot of my Bible classes in college. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that was, that was a good one. It is. It is. Oh, let's see what Nigel's got coming up here. Um. I don't know which one I should go with next. I guess I'll just go with the easy one. Uh, another title drop in the movie uh, from Face Off where uh, Nicolas Cage says, I want to take his face off. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the writer that like sets in that room <laughs> and, and writes that dialogue. Well, he, he should have been fired when he wrote when he wrote the peach line. So, ooh, I'm I can't say the peach line it's, on this podcast. It, oh, okay, it's not family friendly. <laughs> no, it is far from family. But friendly. they should have been fired at that point. Let alone wait, let, waited till he got to this scene. Yeah, I mean, Face Off is great though. It's so funny. You no, now would that be a, a a movie for your bad movie date night? Oh, or is it not? Did we already do it? No, we didn't. We've but talked we about to. doing it. Yeah. But that would qualify yeah. for yeah. your bad movie date night. John Travolta, Nicolas Cage. And they're pretending so to be the other person. Can you like can you just imagine <laughs> that though? Nicolas Cage trying to be John Travolta. It's just amazing. Don't tell mom that. You know, she loves Nicolas Cage. I know. She probably wanna watch it. Look, I will <laughs> to the day I die defend <laughs> Nicolas Cage as an actor. Yeah, but she likes um. The, the bad Nicolas Cage movies? Yeah, like, um, what's it called? National Treasure. National Treasure. Yeah. But, you know, when I remember when he f- was in first in movies, I mean, pe- the he got rave reviews. I mean, people thought he was an, like an actor's actor. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if he made like a string of bad movies, and then all of a sudden he's not a good actor. I, maybe he was just picking out bad movies. His agent was giving him bad movies or something. Two parts of that. One, he studies, like, he's come up with some school of acting, like, on his own that harkens back to a more, like, slapstick age, and it doesn't always work for all the movies that he's in. But also, apparently he has a huge spending problem, and so he just signs on to movies so that he can get the paycheck. Oh, okay. Like, he is a triceratops skull on his dining room table, supposedly. Oh, okay. I thought I did see something. I was scrolling through, um, yeah, on my phone and saw some news about him having money issues. And it's like, what? 
I don't know. I that's that's. You should watch this movie he was in though. The color. Oh yeah, you'd love the color out of space. The color out of space. Actually, I don't you, think there's. You guys have recommended it. I did. I told you to watch it. You would really like it. It's sci-fi. I'll, I'll have to. It's I'll aliens. To. It's sci-fi horror. Oh, okay. But it's not really okay. that scary, but and, it's sci-fi well, oh. horror and is aliens and it's Nicolas Cage well, see, and it's wonderful. I didn't like. Actually, I kind of didn't like Nicolas Cage when he first came out because um, because like a lot of a lot of women like really fell in love with him. Which like but, why? Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, I no. It was it was at that stage of time where women thought odd looking guys were the cute ones. Mm, I could see it, like yeah. raising Arizona or like Wild at Heart. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I learned to like him, and uh, I mean I don't know where I stand with him. I just think he chose some bad movies sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. He's good in Mandy, and he's good in The Color of Space. And don't forget uh, his. Uh, other uh, comic role. What is is uh his uh the 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 motorcycle rider the uh, um in the in the comic oh Ghost Rider Ghost Rider, Ghost rider. I don't know I, don't. I didn't see him though. see I, I I wasn't but I like Raising Arizona Have you seen that No I don't think I have That's it's, uh, probably Brothers. one of the best Coen Brothers movies So funny mm-hmm. It's very funny It's uh Nicholas Cage and Holly Hunter. Oh yeah, yeah. See, Mom would like that movie. I don't like Holly Hunter. What? I don't like. I don't what? like. I didn't like her just because of her sitcom she was in back in what was it the nineties or yeah nineties. She she was in that sitcom with um, Mike. What was his name? Was it Michael? Um, the sitcom. Um, what was the sitcom she was in with um, Riser? Paul Riser. Um, back, uh, something about love. Oh, oh, no, Mad About You. She was in Mad About You. And I don't know if I can say on, the sh- on my show, I can't say on my show why I don't like her, but I think it's because, no, I can't say that. I won't say that. <laughs> I, I have to, I got to well, be nice. I just don't care for Give her a try in this movie. Well, first of all, you're also thinking about Helen Hunt. Oh, who are we talking about? Holly Hunter. <laughs> Holly, oh, Holly Hunter. She does the voice of um, Mrs. Incredible. Wait, wasn't she in Twister too, though? Wasn't she the Holly- other woman in, 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 in Twister? Holly Hunter? No, that's still Helen Hunt. That's, that's still-, still Helen Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but who am I thinking about mad about you? Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Okay, the girl, the one he was going to marry in that movie. And Mad About You? No, in, 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 in Twister. Twister. No, she's, she's not, not in, in Twister. Twister. Helen Hunt is in Twister. But who's the other lady that I'm thinking about that was in Twister? Uh, Jamie Gertz. Oh, okay, probably. <laughs> but anyway. So <laughs> I, I'm, hating on the wrong, I'm hating on the wrong person. I'm going to do a whole episode of her then. <laughs> Holly Hunter was in Broadcast News. And oh. she does Mrs. Incredible and The Big Sick. That's a great one. Oh, She's yeah. in uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah, she was the senator in Batman v Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This had this grudge against her. No, I know. No, I, it's the one from it's Mad Helen About Hunt. You. Oh, okay. Helen Hunt. I have. I, I, uh, <laughs> I just I don't even know what to say. Kind of like the same way I feel about um, um, Julia Roberts. Like, I don't know why. I can't say it. Never mind. It's the, <laughs> let's not be negative. Let's let's not be negative. Well, hey, I think. It, excuse me. 
I think it's my turn. Yes, your so, turn. My turn. So let me look over here real quick. Um, I can't. I think we did that movie to death. Um, do 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 do. Do, 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 do. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll go back to this movie. I'm going to go back to one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm going to do Godfather again. Okay. Because I think this line, if if they killed off all movies and we only had this line to go by, I it, it would be enough. So so Don Don Corleone is talking. Now, granted, he's at his daughter's wedding. Mm-hmm. I don't want, you guys have to see the movie. But so he's talking to um, someone that comes, a guest that came to the wedding. But all the guests were, were lining up to see the Don, to see the Godfather, because they wanted stuff off of him. So one of the, the guests comes in and he's asking uh, Don Corleone for a favor, and which was played by. Um, Oh, who played the Godfather? Uh, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. So, which Marlon Brando is Marlon Brando. But so, so Marlon Brando is responding to this guy who's asking him for a favor. So a mob favor. He says, so this is his response to him. Someday, and that day may never come, I will call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this justice as a gift on my daughter's wedding day. Now, so basically, the guest had asked Don, the godfather, to basically um, kill these guys who messed with his daughter. And But I just think it's ironic because it's the godfather's daughter's wedding day. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, accept this as a justice, as a gift, on my daughter's wedding day. It's like, so you're basically you're telling this guy, all right, you'll go break these guys' kneecaps and take it as a gift on my daughter's wedding day. So it's it's just a, it's just crazy ironic and uh, I don't know. And to me, it's not it's not so much the quote, mm-hmm. but Marlon Brando, the way he delivers the line. Marlon Brando's talented. Like I would just think like if I met him in that character. I'd be afraid of him <laughs> because it's just his presence that he has on screen and the way he delivers that line is just uh, wonderful. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, hey, let's take another quick break. I do, but before we, you guys want, you got time for another round? You guys got busy? You guys um, got places to go, things to do? I gotta do. get through my movie quotes. I'm so excited about all, right. all of them. I only have one more. So, so let's just do I one more round. <gasps> maybe one this will lead up to, well, maybe you could do two. And we'll let you do too. Oh no! But maybe we have to do a whole other show. Okay. We'll have to do a whole other show. So let's, let's take let's uh, take a break and come back, and you can lead us off, Kaylee. Katie. Hey, welcome back, and we are joined here today with my daughter Caitlin and my son-in-law Niger Dorfler, and I'm borrowing them today to help me out do this show that I've been promising, promoting you guys a special show coming up, and uh, finally it's here. And I'm borrowing them from their own podcast, Bad Movie Date Night, which uh, they discuss bad movies. And uh, so you guys got to check them out. Um, they're on all the podcast sources. You can just look them up, Bad Movie Date Night. And uh, they talk about some really good movies, from what I hear. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Very> hey. <long. laughs> 
So, uh, Caitlin, I think you got a couple for me. All right. You want me to do both of mine right now? Yeah, or go one ahead. At a time? Okay. Well, this is my first one. It's from 500 Days of Summer, which I know that you haven't seen and you probably don't remember, but probably a lot of people haven't seen it, but I really like this quote. Um, <clears throat> it says, If Tom had learned anything, it was that you can't ascribe great cosmic significance to a simple earthly event. Coincidence, that's all anything ever is. Nothing more than coincidence. Tom had finally learned there are no miracles. There's no such thing as fate. Nothing is meant to be. He knew. He was sure of it now. Okay, now, is that is that your first quote? Yes. Okay, hold off to the second one. Okay. And we'll let you finish the show with your last one. Okay. So, well, that quote there sounds kind of depressing. Yes. I see you really, sounds like you're really into fatalism. Yeah, I know. Like, like... <laughs> Starting to question everything. No. <laughs> I, I like it because it's it's the reality. <laughs> it's very it's, sad. Everything is a coincidence. That's all everything, anything ever really is. Nothing more than coincidence. Random. Right, random happenstance. So it's kind of like we're all dust in the wind, like Kansas right. is saying. Right, right. All we are we're is dust in the wind. We're all just like pawns and... Things happen to us, and nothing is more than a mere coincidence. Now we can get into the theology of that, <laughs> but this isn't this isn't a theology show. But it's not a Sunday show. It's not, it's not a Sunday Sunday school with Ken. Um, heard on Sundays, five forty-five a.m. And you can hear mornings with Ken every morning, five forty-five a.m. Uh, <clears throat> Katie, was I a bad influence? You as a father, did I jade you? She's Would very you... jaded. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> Did you, would you agree with this quote, though? I feel like that's something that you would also kind of like. Well, see, then you get I mean, into theology. I mean, I try to. God's got everything right, in order. I know, but sometimes it doesn't feel like that in life. So things randomly ha- happen. Yes. I mean. Sometimes it just feels like, why me? It, it goes back to that quote you had at the beginning of the show from. The serious man. The serious man. The receive with simplicity. Everything that happens to you. Yes, it kind of those kind of tie in. Right. Yeah. It's very wow. depressing. You got to get some joy and happiness in your <laughs> life. <laughs> but I just like thinking about it because I think sometimes we can get so so focused in on us and what was me, you know, standpoint. But if you look at it from a bigger picture. We're really just all insignificant beings. All we are is dust in the <laughs> <Right>. wind. <laughs> and we need to stop playing the woe is me card. Woe is my life. Everything bad always happens to me. And just receive with simplicity what is. And accept that the world doesn't revolve around us. And things happen and life goes on with or without us. Kind of like that serenity prayer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. It's okay. So. I definitely thought you were talking about the Serenity Now. <laughs> <laughs> From Seinfeld. Serenity uh, Now. <laughs> then I realized what you were talking about. Uh, we could do a whole show on Seinfeld. Oh, for we? sure. Oh, my gosh. All uh, right. So that's my depressing quote for you guys. Okay. We'll save the last one. You'll, we'll, you'll finish off the show with the last one. So. All right. I'm starting to think that all of them are depressing. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. Well, Nigel's got something. All right. Let's sure. up, Nigel. Yeah, I'm on the far end of the spectrum <laughs> with this one. I actually had a hard time picking a quote from this movie, and I don't 
I still don't even know if I've picked one, but the movie Office Space is highly quotable. Oh, yeah. And arguably the most relatable comedy <laughs> that's ever been released, even within the last, like, wow, it's only it's almost been 20, 21 years since it came out. 99. Wow. So, uh, but I really like the... I'm just going to fire off a couple real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the did you get that memo? Because mm. everyone's he has seven bosses and everybody asks him. <laughs> I just love how he has the two bosses come and they they ask him if he got the memo and he's explaining that he just he forgot to do what the memo said, and then he gets a phone call and he picks it up and he just says, "Yes, I I have the memo." <laughs> or uh, the lady that asks him if he has a case of the Mondays. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's just, that is a great all around quotable movie. It and is. I mean, those aren't even two of my favorite lines. It's just two that were easy to read off. Who was who I the, love the beginning of that movie. Where the guy's sitting in traffic. Yeah. And he switches lanes and then hit the lane he was in, starts going faster. <laughs> it's so funny. That is. Who was that? Who was the, what's the actor's name that was a uh, uh, stapler? My stapler. You take my, you oh, take my stapler. Um, Stephen Root. You know Milton. Yeah, yeah. You know, I realized how good of an actor he is because later when he played that role in, um, oh, he played in oh, in a Cohen. Was it the Cohen Brothers movie? He played in. Oh, uh, No Country for Old Men. No. Okay, I'm thinking of the. Maybe I got the wrong actor. I'm thinking of the guy who played in. Um, George Clooney was in it. Oh, Hail Caesar? No, 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 no. Um, oh, Brother oh, We're Out There. Uh, yeah, Oh, Brother We're Out yeah, There. Yeah, yeah, he played the blind. Yeah. Yeah. I really, he's a really good actor. He's I, probably the best character actor. Yeah, for a character actor. Today. Yeah. But I just love when they're messing with him, messing him in that movie with Office Space. And <laughs> he, he, I guess I'll set... I can set the building on fire. <laughs> <laughs> He's asking for his paycheck. <laughs> I see. I didn't get my paycheck. <laughs> and a stapler. I like how we mumbles about the stapler. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a classic. Man, you know when that first came out or whatever, I kind of like poo pooed. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I think eh, it. I, but then once I watched it, I thought it was one of those movies where like. Why did I wait so long to watch this movie? It is hilarious. And the soundtrack is great, too. Like oh. a bunch of white computer programmers listening to gangster rap. Oh, I, I oh, forgot so much about that movie. That, that is funny, though. Yeah, that, that's a movie you can't get over. All right, well, I'm going to go to mine. And then, uh, see, I'm thinking, I think we've done to, uh, Monty Python to death. They're still hilarious. I think, you know what? I'm going to have to go to, I guess I'm going to have to go to my classic, one of my all-time favorite movies, Casablanca, which I know those quotes have been done to death over the years because... I've never seen that movie. Because some people say that's one of the best movies ever made. But I don't know about that. It's one of my favorite movies. I don't know if it's the best movie ever made because you got like, you know... Tons of great movies, tons of great movies. But the, the quote I like from that movie is, of all the gin joints in all the towns, 
in all the world, she has to walk into mine. And well, you guys haven't seen the movie, but it's you, based. You've seen it, or no? What Casablanca? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's World War Two, and he's in Morocco, and his ex lover comes to Morocco, but she comes there to help her husband, who Humphrey Bogart didn't know she was married, and she shows up, and now she's married um, to a French uh, underground fighter, and. He, they get reacquainted, but then he finds out that she's married. She walks in, and, you know, as he says, of all the gin joints and all the towns and all the world, she walks into mine. So um, I just think it's a, it's, a, it's a sad quote because you want to root for um, his name was Rick in the movie, and you feel so bad for him because he, he loves her, but he's going to give up the love of his life to help her husband um, escape from France and from Morocco to get out of there, but it's kind of a serious quote, but it's one of my favorites. So I want to watch that movie, but Nigel said it would make me cry. So oh, the, the knowing that well, see, I, I just spoiled it for you, but knowing what Rick does, because Rick's not really a good guy. I mean, he's good-hearted, but he's he's selfish in a way, but he's not selfish. Mm. You got to watch it. But it's it's good. It's a good good movie. So you got to finish this up, Katie. Uh, I was gonna end on a depressing one from um, from Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut, but I'll end on something happy. But I have a lot of no, good do depressing you want. quotes. No, I'll do. end on something happy, so people don't think I'm really <laughs> depressed over. I'm a really fun person. Um, okay, so this one is from my all time favorite bad movie, Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. Oh, thank you. I am so mad that I forgot about Chopping Mall. <laughs> That's one of you guys recommended to me, and I immediately watched. And uh, You oh, loved it, right? Yeah. It's so funny. Why are bad movies so, so easy to love sometimes? Some of them are, yeah, some of them are not. Some of them are not. You should also no. watch Terror Vision. Oh, Terror Vision. You will love Terror Vision. <laughs> it's great. It's got great music, too. Okay, but this is my quote from Chopping Mall. Um, it's between Greg and Susie. Greg says, you smell like pepperoni. I was just going to say, ask if we could act that <laughs> Oh, you want to do it? Or yeah, you yeah, be yeah. Greg. You smell like pepperoni. Well, if that's how you feel. Wait a minute. What? I like pepperoni. And that's exactly how she says it in the movie. And it's so creepy. <laughs> It's so um, creepy. I'm glad you guys recommended that movie to me. <laughs> so that was a fun watch. That so was so good. fun. It was so bad 80s. Yes. Like, they had to know it was a bad movie, right? They, <laughs> so, we watched some of the special features on the Blu-ray that we have. <laughs> we and they, it. like, all of the actors talk about how it was so funny and they had so much fun making it. But, like, the look on their face is kind of like, we're lying to you. Like we <laughs> thought this was going to be a serious movie and we have to play it off. Like it was always meant to be a comedy now. Yeah. Cause wasn't the, 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 well, we don't want to spoil it, but it was the machines that were actually yeah. doing some of the damage, but um, thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> that was a, that was a good movie. Great fun, movie. fun. What other movie would you guys, what's one of your other movies that you guys, it's so bad, but you love it. 
I'm going to pull up our oh list real quick because... We got Terrorvision. We got Chopping Mob. We've got... Um, what's that Valentine's Day movie? Valentine. Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great one. Um, and you can see... Urban Legend. Oh, yeah. Urban Legend is great. No. Our favorite recently, Blood Diner. Blood oh, Diner. Oh, Blood Diner. You should watch that. It's a... Got all the 80s. Does it things. take Does it take place in a diner? <laughs> Part of it. Part is. of it. <laughs> uh, cool World is great. Oh, Cool World. Have you seen that one? No, but we talked about that. Yeah. I tried watch. I seen part of that movie you when did. it first came out. Oh, you need to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Deathbed, the bed that eats. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's like a 70s movie. It's so bad. It's hilarious. But the guy from, well, you probably won't really care, but the guy from Boy Meets World is in it. The dad, Corey's a dad. Oh, really? Yeah. It was but like he's his like, first movie. And he's like uh, cross-eyed. It's hilarious. Yeah. Any movie that has cross no, never mind. <laughs> the Stuff. Uh, the Stuff. Yeah, that one's fun. That one is. Battlefield Earth. Oh, yeah. Battlefield so- Earth is John Travolta's love letter to L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, and it's sleepaway camp. Wait, isn't Battlefield Earth though like a video game? They maybe turned okay, it into a video okay. game, but it's a horrible movie. Um, my future boyfriend. Oh, that was horrible. The remake of Plan Nine from Outer Space called Plan Nine, which was filmed, filmed in Bedford, Virginia. Yeah, like thirty oh, minutes okay. from where he used to live. I think I, I think I seen that one. Did you? I, I think I watched that one. That's where they make it look like it's an old black and white movie. No. Oh no, okay, that's different. Okay. No, but that one was good. Um oh man, there's so many good ones. Yeah. I mean, you can go to the web our website, a journey and see our entire Oh, Birdemic. Oh yeah, Birdemic <laughs> is great. It is so oh. bad. I'm sad we didn't have any quotes from Birdemic. There's nothing to quote in that movie. <laughs> it's so bad. But if you're interested, that's our most recent episode. And like I say, your website, Journey into Film, the dot website, com. dot com. Well, thanks, guys, for doing this show with me. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks yeah, for having us. Yeah. We'll have to do it again so I can give you some more depressing quotes. Oh, uh, maybe you could change it up a little bit next time. <laughs> but uh, no, it was fun. It was fun. And uh, yeah, if you guys ever, the, you know, Katie and Nigel are the experts in all things movie related. Um, so yeah, if you ever want to know anything about movies or what movies to see or not to see, um, you got to check out their show, Bad Movie Date Night. And uh, it's a, a lot of laughs, a lot of good times. So check it out. And uh, hey, once again, thanks for stopping by Mornings with Ken. Hey, let's do this again tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye-bye. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off!